This episode is brought to you by Asa Collective Podcast Network. All right, listeners, I want to take a second to give you a peek behind the curtain of the podcast industry. No surprise, it's a bit of a boys club. Would you agree, Freddie Smith? Possibly. 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 Well, let me give you some facts here. Only about 28% of charting podcasts are hosted by women, even though women audiences listen to podcasts 20% more than men. Women also control 85% of household purchasing power in the U.S. So the question is, why are our voices undervalued in this space? One company that's working to solve this problem is Asa Collective. And I am proud to be a member of this platform that connects women plus podcast creators with advertisers to amplify and support underrepresented voices. Asa's delivered incredible collaborations time and time again for our show, and we couldn't be more grateful for such a fantastic forward-thinking partner. If you'd like to support Asa's efforts and learn more about the company, they are running a crowdfunding campaign on Start Engine to become one of the first podcast networks owned by its listeners and members. That's you and me, y'all. So visit startengine.com slash Asa. That's startengine.com slash Asa, and that's spelled O-S-S-A to learn more. Now back to the show. All right. Where are we at? This is bringing me back to the, uh, not the good old days, but it's bringing (laughs) me back to, I guess you'd call that nostalgic. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Okay, why is this nostalgic for you? We just had so many variations of the podcast over the years in different locations and different setups. In this talking to camera type podcast, we did for a good run. How long would you say? A year or... Maybe not quite a year? a year, but we were moving a year ago because we moved to Florida. We were in a house. Then we lived in a hotel for 10 days. Then we lived in an Airbnb for a couple of days. Then we moved into our apartment. So anytime we travel or do any of that, it's much easier to just set up one camera and chat on a little mic here than to set the whole thing up. But we've already started packing for our move in... Uh, exactly three weeks we're moving in exactly three weeks so we're just getting a head start cleaning everything up putting everything in our garage so that the move becomes much easier so we figured we're coming back to the straight talk here for the next couple laps but then at the beginning of july we'll be back to the to the you studio know, i remember when we were packing up um because there was a house we rented when we first moved to Florida. And when we were packing up that house, we're like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And so we lived in a hotel for, what, 10 days, I want to yeah. say? And we even had the setup of the camera like this because we couldn't bring all of the equipment and set it up. With oh, it. we did it in the hotel. In the hotel. Yeah. We just had one camera. And I don't know why that's what this reminds me of when you're saying the nostalgia. It, it was... Well, it's a, a diff- it's a different energy because there's certain times like right now, there's just like a bazillion things going on. So yes. we almost feel talking to camera is more um, speaking to you directly, like filling you in on kind of what's going on. But then there's instances in our life where we find being able to have a conversation captured on camera works better for the episode. Yeah, It kind of just depends on what we're talking about because if we were going to take a topic 
which we're not today because that doesn't sound fun, (laughs) but like inflation. If we talk to the camera about inflation, it feels like we're talking to you as like experts rather than you just listening to Freddie and Alyssa, two people who aren't experts, chit chat about their opinion on inflation. So there's a difference between the energy that the audience receives talking to camera rather than the fly on the wall of listening to us talk. So as we move into our home and have a little more flexibility, uh, maybe we'll do some to camera. We may have to, but I will do say, some, you know, original. We've, you know, asked you, what do you guys like? What is it that you do? You prefer to camera? And I feel like it's split. It's half yeah. and half. A lot do love to camera, but I will say the one thing being on this end of it, why I do love um, when we have two shots and us having the conversation is you kind of forget that you're on camera and you're filming yeah. something. So it allows you to get deeper into the conversation where as opposed, obviously here, I'm looking into a camera. I'm never going to forget is, that I'm talking to you, but it, does that make this sense? This is more performative. Totally. You know, 100%. you're, you're, you're never for a second forgetting that you're speaking. <laughs> it's really just, we've been doing you. this for so long. Like even right now, I literally caught myself, like I'm performing, like I'm looking in to the camera right now, connecting with you. And that was just because of years of being on camera and talking. But the idea of Alyssa and I speaking to each other, sometimes we get lost in that. So it's a different feeling for us to explore those topics. And we just walked through for the first time. So if if any of you have missed any podcasts in the past here, um, we, we bought a house in February. It got built. And now they have like a couple little things left and we're doing our walkthrough in two weeks to check for any, you know, errors that we see or something. Um, but we walk through it uh, on Sunday just to kind of see because we've never been in our house other yeah. than when it was just cement. So we were looking through it and we're just very, very excited um, to figure out like the main thing I'm thinking about. The two things I'm excited about the most is what we're doing with the podcast and what we're doing for the backyard. Because I feel like those are two things that are gonna amplify our life in a positive way. Because we have a living room here, we've had a living room, and we're gonna have a living room there. We're not gonna have neighbors and we own the house, but that's different. But I'm saying the feel when everything's settled, the um, utility of possibly converting the garage into an editing space um, that has air conditioning, it's like an actual part, not like a garage with like a table in it, but an actual fully converted, garage into a studio and then the backyard mm-hmm. is going to outlast because it's going to last longer of, of being excited because of the utility of it correct you know it's like being able to go sit out watch the sunset and have a glass of wine or an ice cold brew or barbecue again remember i was doing so many barbecuing things florida back in the fred. florida fred disappeared Maybe when he got he's into gotta the, come the, back you know. so so we'll see. We're, we're, we've got a million things going on. We had, Last month, we didn't even talk about this because we, we kind of didn't do a few podcasts, but Alyssa and I, after 26 months, the vid finally got us. And, uh, and so we were both down for about seven to 10 days. Um, very fortunately, we didn't have bad symptoms. Um, I had it worse than you did. Yeah. He had a little congestion and fatigue. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't like, like I've definitely been more ill in my life from like the flu or like a bad cold or strep throat or something in the past, but it it definitely was not nothing. I mean, I definitely felt incredibly fatigued for two days, just dragging ass, um, 
but luckily it was just kind of mild and got over it very quickly yeah. and you actually tested negative in six days um it took me 10 days to test negative yeah. even though my symptoms went away quicker than hers it was still in my system Such longer a weird thing so we were kind of we we dealt with that while dealing with the move and then like a week after that we were like working with clients having a lot of work going on and yeah. that's just kind of continued on and then buying a house i thought was as simple as like going to buy a grapefruit at the farmer's market and it's not <laughs> There's paperwork. There's all this stuff. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah, we get that. Because now being realtors, we also understand. And I'm glad we're buying a house. Right. Because now we can put ourselves in the shoes of our clients. So everything they're yeah. going through emotionally, financially, we totally understand. It because it's it's just, you know, it's, it's just stacks of stuff. Yeah, and I will say, though, with new builds, which is what we have, there is way more paperwork However, the builders handle a lot of stuff. Like if you're ready to put an offer in, instead of us as agents going home and putting the offer in online, we just call them and say, hey, this is the number we want to you know, offer. And they handle all of it. However, on the flip side, there's just way more paperwork. Well, he well here's, the, here's the part that just came to me. Huh. The reason that I'm like, well, as a realtor, like doing contracts is not that big of a deal. You just, you know what's been tedious is the lending not yeah. the actual purchasing 100%. of it it's the lending 100%. and we had to continue to prove income which is just annoying but i get it but it's like if you decide right now i'm gonna go buy a house you go to a lender you get pre-approved they say you can afford a five hundred thousand dollar house with a three thousand dollar monthly payment yada 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 you get the pre-approval you're like great well, that's just the pre-approval. Then they have to go and like rigidly yeah. check all that stuff. They yeah. did run your credit. They did look at your pay stubs and all that, but there's even deeper look. But then if you purchase a house the next day, you have to give all the information they need and in 30 days you're in your house. Yeah. Well, listen, I bought in February and they wanted January's, W-2's, and then every month they keep asking us for our income. I go... <laughs> Why are you, I'm sending you the same stuff every I single know. month. I'm like, don't you just like need the last, like the, to know we can do it. And then right like 30 days before we move, know that we have the money. One like I don't understand. Think, but the other interesting part too, is we have a couple different deals going on right now. And when you see an all cash deal versus, you know, someone who's lending or borrowing from a lender, um, there's so many different components. There's so much more you have to go through when obviously there's a lender involved as opposed to cash because cash is, you know, it's quick. If you want the inspection, of course you go through that, but there's no appraisal for a bank. So that's a biggie right now in the market because the market hasn't quite caught up to the appraisals. So if there's, you know, a lower appraisal that comes in and, and you're overbidding 30K over and there's an appraisal gap because the market hasn't caught up, you gotta come with the cash for that. So that's what makes it a little cray cray. But I feel from what I'm hearing in a lot of parts of the US, the market's kind of like cooling off a bit, but I don't feel that in Florida at all. What I do don't you think. I don't feel no. Florida is uh, is still going like crazy. The um, last two things to, before I move into that to, to button this up too is number one. That was another reason we went with the new build is our appraisal came back and there was no appraisal difference. Like we paid Woo! under. Thank you, babe. What it actually is worth, so we got a deal. 
Um, and that was one of the reasons we did that because we didn't want to have to get back in February, especially where they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got it. Get all your cash together. Oh, by the way, it appraised for 30K. You need to come up with that extra on top of closing, on top of everything else. So we're like, oh, right. the new build, the appraisal will come back and we won't have to pay. So that came back and we got yeah, good news good. on that. But the last thing of why it's complicated is because of the way that we're doing the loan. Being business owners and having of both of us and all the, you know, if you're a school teacher or you work a W-2, a employee. W-2 employee, like you're like, here's my paycheck for every two weeks. Here's my last two uh, tax return years. And they're like, wow, you made $68,000 this year, $69,000 this year. You make, you know, $4,700 a month debt to income ratio. You got a car, you got a couple credit cards. You can afford 2,700 credits, 720. You're good to go. It's literally that simple. But when you're doing what the hell we have to do, because we're, we've got just so many damn things, (laughs) but that's just kind of how it all works. But, um, but that's why I wanted to button that up. That's why it's it's tedious because of the way that we're doing it. Right. But yeah, it with the market, that's what all the talk is about people trying to time it. And what we're seeing on the field, not based off of articles, the news, based solely off of us being in the field, right. working with sellers and buyers in real time. Right. Um, what has slowed down is I would say the... Um, the over asking at a ridiculous amount but not really the offers like before if a house was listed at 350 there was a time where you'd have to pay like 415 to even have a chance sure where now if it's listed at 350 maybe more like 370 375 is getting it for you perhaps it also depends to where you're looking if you're if it's a vacation rental is it turnkey is it furnished does it already have um tenants tenants in place you know there's so many different things obviously the more enticing it is and it has everything you want that's gonna bring a lot more people there so you see it differently but then again i do agree with other areas it's not as much over that you have to offer now um at at this current moment i mean that's the crazy thing with this market it can change day to day and we're seeing obviously too interest rates are a little bit higher so i feel like that might be slowing down the normal buyer who obviously isn't a cash investor you know just a normal family who's out there trying to get a house which obviously we want to help get those people in the houses that's so important so there are just so many different things that go into it and in this business it's a day-to-day thing you know yesterday's price is not today's price and that can change and fluctuate yeah overnight so the best we can do is be in the field be in the market and just help share what's going on and see what's happening and 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 i'd say you know the the couple things to think about is that everyone's is referring to 2008 what happened and this is so different because there are just more buyers than actual available houses. And so that's pretty much the game we're watching is can people build enough homes to catch up with the amount of people who wanna buy? And then they say, well, they're hiring the interest rates so less people can buy, which is true. But the people who can afford homes, who have good paying jobs, are st- instead of buying an $800,000 home, they can now buy a 650, but they're still buying. The people who are being priced out is the average 24-year-old or 28-year-old who just got out of college or is just getting their new job, has debt, and only has three to five percent to put down and is in that two fifty to four hundred thousand dollar range, they're just getting crushed because hedge funds and investors are coming in with cash in that bracket because it's the most popular bracket. 
and they wanna buy these up, take them off the market for a very long time and rent to those people who now can no longer afford to buy. So we're right. witnessing that in real time. But there are always options if you look in a different area or maybe not, like I feel like there are always ways to kind of try and yeah. figure out where you can be. But what was that article you read about, I guess people in California who work for Disney are all coming to Lake Nona? And that's just one video. I didn't verify if this is true, but it had a lot of views. So okay. maybe that makes it, you know, I just heard that Disney's headquarters is moving. So like the office of it, not the actual land or world, of okay. course, world's here, but like the corporate Disney office is moving to Lake Nona, which is like 25 minutes from Disney. Yeah. And they're bringing 5,000 employees to Lake Nona. From California. From, from California. So yet again, all those people are going to be buying. So it's it's not, the, there, there's two conversations. One is with all this being said, we're still helping people in the three, four, five hundred range who aren't investors, who are just wants yeah, to buy a home. There are, there is there options. There are options. There's for options sure. for all of that. But that we're just touching on the big news picture of, picture it. of yeah. it the media's coverage of it of like interest rates and crashes coming and recessions and all this stuff and we can only speak for orlando i do zero research outside of it because we just want to be experts in where we are right. and so we only know what's happening in orlando and disney world has a huge part in that it's just always going to be busy right. everyone's still coming here so as of now florida's still hot we don't see it slowing down or diving as of yet as of today june 8th 2022 but we'll keep people up to date this way if you have any friends or family who are talking about florida maybe we can give you some insight along the way of like hey things are changing but as of right now especially if it's a turnkey property oh my gosh things yeah. are still banging out and it's and things are moving pretty quickly and also too with disney being the anchor of orlando i truly believe that this area will always be consistent and consistently growing because even you know the two years we've lived here in in this specific area we live yeah. in how much have we seen build and I mean, all of the restaurants, a hospital, more homes, like it's been absolutely phenomenal to watch because it was not like that when we moved here. And it kills me because we should have bought when we first moved here, but. Well, there's a, yeah, there was two good times to buy, day. which was the people always say, like there was, uh, if you want to be a YouTuber, there were two times to, to do it. It was 2010 and now. <laughs> you know, if you want to buy cryptocurrency, it was 2017 yeah, and yeah, now, you yeah, know, no matter what it is, it's always, you have to make the decision at some point if buying is right for you, if starting a business is right for you or whatever. But yeah, it's it's like it's like going like wildfire. Like you're starting to see like everything is is built in the middle and now they're like building out. Oh yeah. But we came from LA and yep. there I I never saw construction in LA because there is no space. Yeah. Like if you're going to very rare. Yeah, if in Studio City, the reason prices are so high is because you can't build more houses in Studio City. There is no construction in Los Angeles. It's just, it, 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 it's finite. It's rare. It's really rare. There was one time, our last apartment we lived at in LA, we were moving back from Pasadena to Studio City and I was searching, you know, for a good price, a newer building, and I couldn't find anything. And Molly, our girlfriend, was like, oh, you got to come over here. There's one building that they just built 
And I was like, new build? That that's so rare. Huh. And so wow. I yeah. And so I went and I met with the developer there and he was so awesome. We ended up following each other on Instagram. And this is before I'm a realtor. I'm like, I should go do that now and go meet all the developers now. But he was so wonderful. But my whole point is the rent. And this is back then. What, in 20, was this 18, 18 19? 19, yeah. The rent was very, very high because obviously it's a great area and it's a brand new building. Um, but it was just so rare. I remember walking through a new build. Well, it was a new build because they bought an old apartment on the corner and tore it down. Is and that built what new. they did? They replaced wow. it. But I'm saying in Florida, it's just so endless grass yeah. and pastures. And then they go, development. And you look at it and you go, are they going to build a mall? Like it is, you look yeah, at some of these places, you're like, I've never seen anything this cool. Like when you're driving down, you're like, and you look across the street and it's like America in a nutshell. You've got Best Buy, Target, Applebee's, Verizon, Planet Fitness, like whatever that is Yeah. on one side. And then you look across the way and it's all these bulldozers and all this dirt that is like so far back. I'm like, they're just going to do this again on this yeah. side. Oh yeah. Two Starbucks here, two Starbucks here, maybe some apartments above, but I've never, we've lived in LA and there was never any building going on. So here wow. in Florida, we're like, damn, this wow, is kind of wow, interesting. Wow. And, it's everywhere. But we look forward to the restaurants <laughs> because that's our favorite thing to do after a long day. Walk to a restaurant, apps, a beer. But our new house, it there isn't a walking distance restaurant right now. Not yet, but there is an area where they're building things up. There's obviously a Publix because there's a Publix on Everywhere. every corner. Yeah. But we're just waiting. There's like maybe a doctor's office and a Publix and a dry cleaners, but there's so much space for them to build that I'm like, please, baby, give Let me a be, Ford's garage. Give us, yeah, or, <laughs> a, so or a Chili's or, or anything. Chili's. No, I, I, I'm afraid it's going to be like one of those Taco Bell KFC combos or like a Starbucks or, or McDonald's, which isn't no. the case. I want to go I in, be served, yeah. and grab a beer. And they say, would you like the 16 or the 20? I go, let's do what the do you 20. Do? <laughs> but we, we did that at every single place we've ever lived, except when we were in the Airbnb. We couldn't we walk couldn't anywhere. Walk. And these restaurants weren't built yet. They, well, Longhorn and no, no. I'm saying when we were in reunion. I know, but the yeah, we couldn't have walked far. from oh, Twin that's Eagles. True. That would have been way too. The far. only thing we could have walked to was Traditions, but they were closed because of the pandemic. That's right. So, so yeah. we wouldn't have probably went anywhere anyway. But no. that's the only bummer, is that they don't build. They have one more area that they could possibly build a restaurant, and if not, then we. We can't walk anymore. We just, do we that. use our entire time of being together every year, every new place we'd live in, we would always have new restaurants yeah. that we walk to. It's kind of our thing. We love our walks and we just date well, night. We, I don't want to wear heels. I want to wear my sneakers and walk to just a regular restaurant. Yeah. Like that's perfect. Like a Chili's to us or a Friday's or an Applebee's. Like no oh, matter what it is, so good. we're there. I'm there. But the reason we like walking is because we like to drink. And we don't want to have to Uber back and forth and we can't drive. So and that's the only nice bummer. it's nice to walk off the food a bit, you know? Build up the appetite, yeah. get the cold brew, yeah. appetizer, feel full, but then walk 35 minutes home and go, we kind of burned it off. <laughs> but I guess this is a city life problem and shows we lived in a city for so long because every place we lived in LA was walking distance. Even our last place that we lived at, 
there was a bar. Oh, I was trying to bring this up the other day. Or it's not the draft anymore. It's not the draft anymore. The pig in the blanket. The pig in the whistle. Pig and whistle. Is it, <laughs> I think it's a pig and whistle. And that was a pretty lengthy walk for us. I want to say it was about a mile and a half. Wouldn't you say? Don't make me look it up right now because I will. Look it up. It I is will. not a mile and a half. It was like a 45-minute walk. It had to be two and a half miles, three miles away. Oh, so you thought it was more. We had a Hugo's. Anyone who's from L.A. Oh, or knows that L.A. too. You have, um, we had Hugo's, um, which you could walk to much quicker, but that was more of a restaurant. This place, which we forgot the name. was it? Pig and the Whistles in Hollywood. Yeah, that's, that's not it either. What's the draft called? The draft on Riverside. Hollywood. Twistle, Twizzle, Twistle, the Thirsty Merchant. The Thirsty Merchant. Thirsty Merchant. That was it. Wow, good one. I, I kept seeing the T and the whistle. Thirsty Merchant. Riverside Drive. Yeah, so do that. That's closed. Sad. So, oh, if you're walking though, that's driving. There's no way it was that close. Yeah, we would walk through there. Never mind. I was so wrong in every way. It's less than a mile and it was 18 minutes. I guess it felt like it was really far away. Because so, we used to walk through the nice neighborhood. Yes, I remember that. And then it would spit us out here. And then what was that one bar that we went the to? The Fifth. Is that what it was called? Yeah, that had a sketchy vibe. Y'all, we went one time. We tried to go to the Thirsty Merchant and it was closed. And we were just... Or it didn't open till like 5. We're <laughs> like, well, the... we're here. <laughs> we went to this weird bar. And she just kept bringing us these shots. It's on us. It's on and us. Like, I'm like, it's so early. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to get like messed up. Like, but she w kept giving them. Yeah, just kept bringing them. And then by the time we got to the thirsty merchant, we're like, we just need to eat and go home. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't turn it down. I mean, she gave us probably like three shots and two beers. Yeah. And we were like, it was fast though. It was. There was something that went on. I'm just blanking because that took precedent of that story. There was something else that was very strange about that bar. I just remember being in there being like, what was sketchy? Something, something was odd some about it. some weird stuff going on. You know, like you just walk into a place and the you energy feel the was energy. Off. Yeah. yeah. Even kind of, though she was so nice and giving us free drinks, there was like something kind of off that day. So I don't know if it was just like. Just an interesting energy as well. Yeah. But the Thirsty Merchant is more our vibe. Because like That's good if you ever every now LA. and then, we'll, like very rarely, do we ever get dressed up and do something nice like Ocean Prime or like Morton's. That's very not us. Like. But we still like it. I like enjoy it. But we, we just like regular. I like the like American bar or an Irish <laughs> pub type thing. But like the all-American like Ford's Garage. Oh. I don't know if that's everywhere or just oh, Florida. so good. There couldn't be a better restaurant. Like if we were going to create one, yeah. I would go Ford's Garage. Do I like Longhorn, Applebee's? Yes. But Ford's Garage has everything that I – the food's great. The atmosphere's great. And you can just – like wear a backwards baseball cap, go in with whatever, easy, drink, simple chill. Peeps. You just want to relax. And what I love about Ford's Garage is they have some really good blonde draft beers. That's yeah. one of my favorite things is going somewhere that has just draft blonde beers maybe that are specific to that place. So yummy, so good. So if you have a Ford's, and what's so sad is they're building one right by where we live and we're, we're, moving, we're yeah. moving. So I guarantee by the time it's we'll just done. 
<laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be the closest far. Ford's garage, though. That's true. You know? Miller's is also great. Miller's Ale House. Mm. That's dope. Mm-mm. Yeah. Florida's got some yummy, yummy uh, places. There's this new restaurant called So Fresh. It's not a restaurant, but it's more, I saw, like, salads, wraps, and I've been dying for an uh, easy, quick place to go in that gives you yummy salads. I feel like there aren't there aren't any around here that I know of. All we, yeah, I, I mean, the good. little the little Greek. Little Greek's good. Or Tijuana Flats, you can kind of feel you're getting healthy. Maybe a Chipotle, which I don't think there's anything close to us here Chipotle is. But yeah, somewhere where I just go, I just want to spend like eight bucks and grab like a protein salad. type, you know, thing. But we've been crushing it lately on the date night crushing it like every friday for the past like six weeks other than when we were sick mm-hmm. we went we we go to like a buffalo wild wings or we go to <sighs> yeah, so longhorn or we go to like know. yeah just like we went to miller's last friday like it's just all like i'm looking forward already i'm getting thinking about friday night <laughs> I'm like hungry now oh my gosh i will say to you growing up um i used to always go there was this mall in boca raton called town center and they had this little um stand right in the food court and it was called salad creations and it was the most delicious salads you could ever imagine i still dream of it i remember even when you and i went to one of our friends birthdays um down in boca back in what was that october we stopped at town center and i was like i want to go to salad Creations so bad but i don't think they have it there anymore huh but i've been dying for a salad place so i'll let i'll report back and let y'all know if so fresh is good because I need a good salad joint. It's going to be good. Yeah, well, you know, you got me hungry thinking about Friday. Today's sponsor is AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to add it into my wellness journey. Mm -hmm. I wanted something simple that I could take in the morning. I wanted to, you know, promote gut health, immunity. So if you're asking yourself, what is AG1? Well, I'm going to tell you. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. It's lifestyle-friendly, so whether you eat keto or paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, um, it can work for you. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It really does taste good. We open up a packet in the morning, so pour it into water if you want it to be cold water. Could be a little more refreshing, but I still do it just room temperature. <laughs> and I just pound it down. It tastes delicious. And I like to do it on an empty stomach. Yes. And then you can have your coffee and, and breakfast later. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Um, right now, it's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Freddie Alyssa. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash Freddie Alyssa to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Mm. Thank you, AG1. (laughs) And now back to the show. But do you want to, do you have a question 
Do you want do you yes. want to see if there's anything we want to Yes. So basically, I did a Q&A the other day um, on Instagram and I didn't get to go through all the questions, but there was one I thought that was really interesting and I wanted to hear what your thoughts are on this. But they go, "You and Freddy, who's Freddy? Freddy. <laughs> you and Freddy seem to have the perfect life and relationship. He even said marriage isn't hard. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say that. Is this the truth? LOL. Well, I'll take it as a compliment that our PR skills <laughs> on social media are crushing it, um, creating uh, the illusion of a perfect life. We strive for perfection, but we go through um, many challenges Mm-hmm. throughout the day mm-hmm. um many mixed emotions but again we choose to muster up the positivity to always bring light to our audience on social we always have you in mind of adding value and being positive because there's enough negative crap so we don't burden people when we have a bad day we keep it to ourselves so we don't have a perfect life but we strive for perfect sure. and we're very happy so that works but our when it comes to the marriage how would you how would you answer that? I mean, because I almost sometimes feel like I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say that, but like Here, I don't I, I really don't feel like it's work, but I know how hard marriage is for people. So know. just know that I'm not I'm there's no judgment in it. I'm just being honest. Like I, I just have never felt like it's been work. Like we don't we, we don't work on so, our So well here's there are two parts I have to say about this. The thing that Freddie and I got really lucky in in this lifetime is that we built a friendship before we got romantic. And I'm talking, we were best friends. friends. Now, however, I will say there was romantic attraction on both ends. I mean, that was always there. But we built our entire getting to know one another off of we're being completely honest, transparent, candid because we were best friends. Well, we liked each other's company for a yes. year and a half without yes. any physical, I mean, other than a few nights here and there, but like n- 99%, <laughs> some nights were more, 99% of it was not physical and we still chose to spend time with each other. Right. And there was many times that during my single phase where there was somebody that I was attracted to and was like pursuing even though it was taking a while to kind of seal the deal but you would only put up with somebody for so long if you if you're like i can't be around this person right like yeah i'm attracted to them but like not worth it they're just not fun or they're negative or whatever it is a year and a half all the time we spent together all the time so it's like we genuinely liked each other and we both dated other people on and off through the friendship so we even got comfortable being around each other on double dates and like even like some of the parties and stuff like we were so that also almost maybe sucked out like jealousy from our relationship too because i saw her on dates with other guys and she saw me with other girls and like may you know like so i feel like it wasn't like i met you and it was like I could never imagine you with... It's like we were right. around it. It right. was our party phase. So maybe that sucked out some of the jealousy so we don't like have that. Well, and then we also really liked each other yes. beyond the physical. Well, and also to add on to that, once we eventually got together, we were both very open and honest because 
we had a lot of different individuals in our life. You know, there were a lot of people that he might have been dating or I was dating or seeing or talking to or whatever it might be. You can imagine we were very social people in our early 20s. And so we sat down and we go, look, these are just a few people that make me uncomfortable if you're hanging out alone with them because there is a history, there is a past of things happening. And, you know, just sitting down, Mm. we're being adults, even though we were so young. We went through that right off the bat. And so we both respected one another's wishes. And it wasn't like a, you can't see this person. I'm jealous. It was just... I know something weird might happen if you do because we're in Hollywood. We're in our early 20s. Like, nothing, don't put yourself in that position. Yeah. And so we started that. And then throughout the years, that relationship, that bond just continued to grow and evolve. We obviously went through a lot of great things, but a lot of traumatic things in our 20s too. You know, we were in an accident, had money stolen, just so, so many things that we won't even get into. That but could have broken could have it, but broken strengthened it. it. Yes. Yeah. And so that brings you to a whole next level of companionship. And still, to current day, at the end of the day, when we're not around each other, I miss him and I can't wait to tell him what's going on, what's happening, because he's my best friend. And I think that when you have that foundation in a relationship, that's what's going to keep you together. And to add on to that, It's very funny. I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday and she was sharing with me just how grateful she is in life right now where everything is at in life. And she goes, your dad and I are just, we've just got such a bond. We love each other so much and we're so grateful. And she goes, but you have no idea, Alyssa, the things that we've gone through within our life and our marriage. She goes, things weren't always like that. You know, people have ups and downs and ups and downs and I think that's what they mean by with marriage, stick with it, work with it if you do have problems because we're all here in life for a reason and to have a partner that we can continue to grow with and go through, you know, the peaks and the mountains and then the drops and all that. Life's not easy. We've gone through so much and we're not perfect. Our relationship's not perfect, but I think we have incredible communication and respect and love for one another that that's yeah. what is the anchor for us so it, it definitely it, it started off as like love in this it was like really love first mm-hmm. like we loved each other we liked loved each other then the lust phase then love and then now it's all three yeah. it's it's the added respect mm-hmm. like when we say we have challenges we, we never had a challenge where like we ever think we're with the wrong person or that we want to leave each other. Right. The challenges are just because life's Life hard. And that's why when we've yeah. talked about that in the past, I'm like, we try not to fight or if we do solve it in five minutes because life is hard. And and we feel we can really speak through that because we, but then that's another cool, interesting thing is like maybe some people do have insecurities in their relationship that like, they have to be a certain way because they're afraid this person might leave them or they weren't sure. their first choice or this and that. Like, that's something we don't deal with. Like, we, I never feel like Alyssa's going to just leave. And I hope you don't feel that. <laughs> um, so that's there. But I also think the core, this is something we're really seeing too uh, in real estate and things that we've always seen because we were in sales and marketing. We, we trained people all yeah. across the nation. And so we've gotten a really big insight with couples. And the one thing, like you mentioned, is that we do communicate, um, but our values, our morals, and what would be the best word for the other thing? Um, 
like it lines it lines up like if there's a situation or even if there's anything like like even political with the 90 million different things no matter what we've never disagreed on one thing Mm -hmm. and so i don't know what that is but just the way we think our motivation you know it's like we both want success we want um success with relationships we want success financially we want success in like the accomplishment of building something Mm -hmm. like neither one of us just want to kind of like sit at home like neither one of us could be like a stay-at-home parent you know like we kind of we, we, we're gonna like when we have kids we'll co-parent like there's just like for some reason it just lines up yeah. so those are like things that i'm noticing but it, it, it's just how well we know each other um and that's what i was saying even about couples working in real estate is like you'll just see just how different the couples are on not only what they want but like even in different rooms there's yeah. issues where it's like again me and Alyssa were realizing that i was like we could move to austin tomorrow Alyssa could go and she could buy a home for us and I would never have to see it and move there three months later and I'd be like babe this is the best house ever and vice versa yeah because we have in mind of like what we would both want where you always see those house hunting shows where it's like well Carl needs a close commute to work but Janet really loves the farmer's market and needs to be close to the good school and they want a modern style and this and that it's like Everything just aligns. Like there would be no... So I don't know what all that is. I, I obviously haven't... I I'm just, talking... Yeah, I haven't planned this. Out. I don't I know what I'm saying. I feel like just at the end of the day, our beliefs and ideals in life in general are just so on the same line. We're so connected with that. And not only, obviously, do we both work from home all these years, but we work together. So not only are we husband and wife, but you know, we're business partners and we have been for a very long time. And you actually showed me a video not too long ago where this guy was explaining how it's the reason it's so hard for people to do that is that there might not be self-awareness there of individuals knowing, hey, I'm not good at this. I'm not going to do this. But with us, we are so self-aware. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. And I think what we got really lucky with is my weaknesses are your strengths and vice versa. Yeah. So I think all of it is, is why I, I even find talking about relationship advice. Sometimes I feel weird just because it's, it's kind of like we just got so lucky that we found each other and that it worked. It wasn't sure. like, well, we if someone calls in, I've broken up with my boyfriend six times, and we go, listen, we've broken. Like we get, like we, we don't know how to relate to that. We're like, well, I in my past relationships. Well, yeah, me in my past too, but yeah. I'm saying with us. I mean, but we Not also, with us, but we but... also understand, and we we could give advice. But I gotta tell you, like, we've been kind of not fighting against it, but just throughout the years and four years. Mm-hmm. Other than when I was on days, of course, people have days questions about that. But the second most questions we ever get is all relationship stuff, but we very rarely touch on it. But the more that these questions come in, we almost might have to start doing a little more relationship stuff and like scenarios and like chat with people because we also have a lot of um, eccentric friends um, who have the stories we so we know the ins yeah. and outs of dating we have single friends we have we have uh, people who are married with kids like so we have a lot of interest you know interesting stories there that we could help people out but and lastly i was telling freddie that i would love to dabble with the idea of having a hotline for the show 
where listeners can call in. Maybe they're leaving a message with their question or maybe it's live and you can talk back and forth. I don't know. We'd have to figure that out. But I think that would be such a fun element to bring into the show. I love bringing other voices, other stories, because you just never know what that person is going to be able to bring and the conversation that we can have that at the end of the day could help someone else on the other end of the show who's listening and maybe going through the same thing. That's why I love podcasting because you can you can reach people with your stories of what you've already gone through and help them so that they can help make a better decision and not have to do what you did, which, you know, is probably not a great experience. So, yeah. And I think, too, another thing that just popped in um, that I think someone like myself, you know, needed was someone like Alyssa. And this is something that I wasn't aware of when we got together, but just how um, me I am and how I have, I'm, I'm aware of all of my good qualities, but I'm also, I'm not stubborn. What would you say? I'm just like, so stubborn. I have never been more of an only child than I have in like the past five years of my life. Like I am my way or the highway or the highway. (laughs) Um, but yet it's not like I'm not open to suggestions or if you're like, Hey babe, we're going to do this. And I I don't say no, it's the, I'm not like that, but what do you, how would you describe me in that way? It's just very much only child of when you see a path and vision of what you want, if anything else comes in the way that isn't that path, you might just get a little, um, what do you want to call that? Moody? Moody. A little moody. She, her, her, oh, here's a good one for you. I think the best quality selfishly that you have for me is I needed a partner who was incredibly patient. And um, a little agreeable. Again, without the context, it doesn't mean if she goes, I want to go to Chili's and I go, sorry, we're going to this today. Um, it's nothing like that. But I just mean in, in, in certain scenarios. Well, I'm very you're... go with the flow. I'm indifferent. Like, of course, I can always let you know my opinion. And if there's something I really want to do, I'm going to tell you. You do it. Yeah, but we do it. But if you ask me, you know, babe, do you want to go to this or, or he's like, hey, babe, I want to go here tonight. You down? I'm like, yeah, let's go. We'll figure and, and it out. The, and those Whatever. are arbitrary, like, kind of, I don't like the analogy we're using with restaurants because that's not the it's thing. Silly. I can't describe. I'm I'm a breezy I, summer day, as they say, when we, you're talking about horoscopes. So my sun sign, I'm a Leo. My moon and my rising are, I'm an Aries. Or not an Aries, I'm sorry, a Libra. So... I was looking at this chart one day and it was saying, okay, what is a Leo sun and rising and moon Libra? And it said, a breezy summer day. And I go, babe, come here, come here. And we looked at his because he's water signs. It was like a monsoon. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's a Pisces, he's a Scorpio. Is Scorpio water sign? The best, I I don't know the horoscope thing, (laughs) but the best, if I'm going to say anything about astrology, the best thing that describes a Pisces that fits me the most is I either care 100% uh-huh. about something to the point of obsessive 100% or I don't care at all. Yes. I have zero in between on where I put my energies. It's, it's all or nothing. so weird. So she allows me on the personality level to like really be me and I really needed that in a relationship. Like if, there, if I had like a strong headed like partner it would have ended a long time ago. A long time like, ago. Like we just so happens that she's, and I can just be 100% me. 
Like there's just so many aspects of me that she just accepts and loves. And, and, and that's what also what I think a lot of my relationships are. Like I don't really have, I have a lot of friends, but like my closest, what you'd almost call family, know me on every single level. Yeah. And it's, I think that's just like, when people get to know me, I have a lot of the good stuff, but they also are very aware of Freddie. Like my mom goes, you're so weird. <laughs> and um, but it's just my way of thinking. You brought up a great point at the end of the day. And I think this is a core part of a relationship is we both accept each other for exactly who that individual is. And we never look at the other person or quality going, I'm, I can change that. I'm going to change that. He'll change. We've just, we look at, we, we love each other and you know, you that can't. comes with any person. No human's perfect. We all have our things. You can't, you can't change someone. Mm -hmm. You can only work on improving. If they want to work on If improving. they want to, but don't, but it's like trying to like change it is just, Ta that, that's, that's, you're yeah. taking away who they are and then you start building resentment. It's like you, yeah. like. Like you're, you're with the person, this is who they are. And if there's something a little destructive, then that's when you have to like work on improving that. But to think like, I want this person to be more this, or I wish that they were this. And it's like, you know, especially as you get older, all this dating advice when Good people luck. are in their early twenties and stuff, it's like, and I knew I thought I was the shit when I was in my early twenties that older people didn't know anything. And 35 year olds were dinosaurs when I was 22. But yeah. now that you're 35 too, you just you become more aware of who you are as a person. Yeah. I am very aware. I found who I was the past five years, yeah. and it settled in. Like I know me <laughs> to the core, and yeah. we I know her, and we know each other. Yeah. So there was a lot of luck that was involved in us getting together. But um, if you're single and you're looking for somebody and it's like in a day of dating quick and all this kind of stuff it's like building a relationship first if possible is great or if you're dating but maybe hold off so old-fashioned but now yeah, i'm really it. seeing it if you're at that stage of your life where you're not just trying to hook up but you're actually trying to find a life partner maybe hold off on the physical for a long time so you guys can really figure out if you like each other mm -hmm. so you're not confused by the lust because you'll put up with a lot of stuff during the first six months to a year because it's all made better yeah. in the bedroom. But if you maybe date for two, three months and you get to really know each other and yeah. travel together and just maybe, you know, of course like, you can be intimate, but maybe just wait for like the, the I grand finale. I will tell finale. you traveling with someone will tell you everything you need to know about them if you're compatible or not. Yeah. I used to date this guy and anytime we travel, I would go, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to end. Even friends. Even friends. Some friends you people, can't travel with. Ugh. You're like, oh my God. Like you're, and that, that, you know. But we met some best friends because of traveling. Who were phenomenal to travel with. And you're like, oh, they're just really cool. Uh -huh. And then we became like best friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I mean, all relationships are complicated. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's nuance to everything. I don't think there's a blanket statement to help somebody in business. I don't think right. there's a blanket statement to help someone in real estate, to help someone in a relationship or fitness. Right. There's no blanket statement. I don't know in 30 seconds how to help in any one of those fields without having the context of a conversation to really right. see what the nuance is of the relationship. Like what's the problem? You know, what are you eating wrong or how much are you working out? Like what are you doing wrong financially? What are you doing right or wrong in the business? Like everything's so nuanced yeah. that you watch even TikTok videos of gurus t giving advice. And I'm thinking to myself, like, 
that makes a lot of sense. But then there's other times that I go, I would never do that, but that was not for me. Right. It was for somebody right. else who's right. in my situation, but slightly different and has different values or has different, you know, like they want to wake up at 4 a.m. Like I don't want, I, like I've worked, like I've worked my entire life <laughs> to not want to ever have to wake yeah. up at 4 a.m. But there's so many entrepreneurs that are like live by like mm-hmm. 4 a.m. Like to me, at least in this space, maybe it'll change in my life. I would not want to build a life where I wake up at 4 a.m. Um, and so it's just, just shows like, or some people who are like, I don't want to eat carbs ever again, which I've tried, or I want to be vegan, or I don't want to go to the gym. I just want to do in-home workouts. Right. It's like, it all depends on the individual. Yeah, so everything's 100%. nuanced, but, um, but yeah, we, we appreciate all your questions. It really helps yeah. us because Alyssa and I would have never talked about the relationship thing today right. without the question. Right. So it really helps us actually tap into fun stories that maybe we forgot about. Yeah. Um, because if it doesn't come up. So yeah, drop comments down in, or drop questions in the comments for us. And then once we get into our new home here in a few weeks and we figure out the podcast situation, maybe we will do some sort of call in or something to just create engagement with our podcast and our audience and really talk about just anything and everything. Like I want to be challenged. Yeah. You know, like I want to, I want to hear, I want to talk about challenging topics. I want to really like dive in and just have great conversation, have it be a really safe place for people to know, even for us, like, yeah. like we want to listen, we yeah. want to understand. And if we know something and can offer value, we yeah. will, but we're also very quick to go. We don't know anything about that or we don't know how yeah. we could help in that. So we don't, we don't bullshit. And you all know that if you've watched this for a while, so we'll see what we can do. Yes. But, uh, we're going to get after it here and, um, we will. So next week, yeah, so we're, we're not doing it next week, but we are on June 22nd. So June 22nd, Wednesday, June 22nd, will be the last podcast here in this apartment. Aww. And then um, July 6th will be the start where we're back to our weekly podcast and we'll be at our new place. So yes. we're just getting things organized. So next week, no pod, but June 22nd, we will see you all. And uh, we're looking forward to it. So have a great couple weeks, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye.